Hello, friends, freak bitches, ladies and gentlemen everywhere. I am your host, Chris Wright, and I'm proud to present the finest podcast that's ever been brought to you by KUST, University of St. Thomas Campus Radio, Chris Wright on Point Counterpoint. And just hold on a second, I forgot to turn on the recording light. Hold on a second. We're good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's better. Mm. Got to get that light on. So people know. People know that it's, it's recording. I can't be having people randomly walking in. Who knows? If I, if I didn't have that light on, maybe I'd have a Grayson walk in. I can't be having that. I just can't. Mm. No, Mr. Stark, no. Please. <laughs> I think this is going to be a fun episode uh, because I have some planned for you today. It's going to be just a blast. And I think I'm going to talk for the rest of the episode in a British accent like this. Or something like it, I might change at some point. Because sometimes maybe I'll get bored. What? Oh, here it is. All right. Let's just check to make sure. Look at that. Look at that. Hello? Hello? All right. We good, we good. Everything's everything's all fine and dandy now. <laughs> so, uh, how... I hope that uh, all my viewers had just a terrific Easter weekend. I know I did. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, went out there, did the stuff. Went went to a great museum, the Bell Museum, part of the University of Minnesota. And it's it's got a lot of natural history stuff, some space, space exploration. Uh, it's got a little... DNA and evolution type of stuff, um, some Minnesota natural history, just an all-around kick-ass place, you know. I think that's that's just fun. <laughs> and I got one listener besides the besides who's logged in right now. Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> I've got some, uh, I've got some, some uh, interesting news articles that I'm gonna bring up once my co-host Grayson gets here, assuming he does. You said he'll be here. I can't, I can't be completely sure. <laughs> he's not, ex- he's not exactly. Uh, uh, how do I say it? Reliable. <laughs> oh, and I already lost the British accent. Ah. Alright, starting now. I'm gonna speak like that. I can't wait for this show to get big. And uh, for all of you uh, devoted listeners out there, you you've not I'm sure you've noticed that the cover art for Point Counterpoint is different. It's now instead just a boring old picture of a microphone, which is really just a placeholder. Now it's a it's a bomb ass uh, photo of me. All right, it's just that, it's just that that beautiful pose right there. Mm. Beautiful picture. I I love that one. And I, I don't know. Apparently, Gra- uh, Grayson didn't care if he was in the photo, and I'm like, okay. Well, I like this picture, so I'm putting it in, even though it's only just it's just me. But it was. In my opinion, and maybe I have bad taste, but it was the best picture. 
just in my opinion, maybe I have bad taste. Let's see. Oi! What are you doing then, old dressed up? Here, let me turn on your microphone here. What's Hello? up? Hello? Grayson has returned. Uh, yep, I'm oh, here. I'm not answering Five that. minutes late again. Well, no, what can he do? Yep. Some pretty <laughs> neat uh, record players over here. Yeah, That's got some new. turntables. Nice. Well, it's not new. I think they've had that. Get some records oh. going, man. If, if only I owned vinyl. I don't own any. Fair. All right. You got that I, place. I prefer to stay down with the times. Yeah, but, I mean, they got those places down in Minneapolis. You know, I, I've recently been getting... I just just now and I've been getting these a lot recently. I've been getting these pyramid scheme calls. Oh yeah. Where they call and they're like, "Hey, have you been looking to make to make over two thousand dollars each week? Well, all you have to do is just." <laughs> I mean, I'll take two thousand a week. That's a pyramid scheme, man. You gotta spend money to make money, eh? <laughs> One of the the most fundamental rules of business. History. Maybe not that way. I don't know. N not not this. This is a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well. So you haven't taken them up yet? No, I haven't. That's a shame. I'm, th I'm thinking about maybe sending them some money, though. <laughs> All right, yeah, just give them some money, donate <laughs> to the cause, yeah. How will we pull our money together and uh, do that? Sorry, can't. no can do. Well, All my hmm. money goes to... to Charitable causes? Yep. 100%. Well, you can call it that. Uh, it goes to fund War Thunder? Yes. <laughs> and Halo? Yes. Well, maybe not Halo anymore after Halo 5. Listen, they still got the Master Chief Collection, what, and Halo Reach travesty. is coming to the Xbox One. So you can bet your ass I'm going to be spending all my money on it. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. So how was your Easter uh, You know... I spent seven hours helping my parents move things from one storage unit to another. So that was how, fun. How long have you been doing that? It seems like... Well, no, the last... Over spring break, we were moving them from their apartment to the house. Mm -hmm. uh, and then now I was just moving the stuff from storage to a different, smaller storage. Okay. Yeah, so it was, it was seven hours of work, and it was it was all right. I got free food out of it, so I'll all take right. it. What can, you, what can you do? I mean, it's free stuff. Yeah, and then... Of course. Uh, and then on Easter, I went and hang out, hung out with some of my family, and that was nice. It was good food and good company. How about you, Chris? Oh, well, you know, went out there, went to a great museum run by the University of Minnesota called the Bell Museum. Natu it's natural history stuff. It's got some space, some Minnesota stuff, uh, weather. Very cool. There's a, there's a nice planetarium there. Nice. And I got an, a second fish. A second fish? Yes. His, na his name is Bob Newhart. Is it the same as the other one? Oh, it's a different color scheme, but, it's, yeah, it's the same kind. All right. It's not because, I mean, goldfish are very messy fish, and if you put another fish in there, they're probably just going to die because, okay. I mean, they release so many waste products. Your other fish was Kenny Loggins, right? <laughs> Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Yes. All right. So now, now he's got a friend. One of the original uh, foul-mouthed comedians. All right. Well, I, I almost named Bob Newhart uh, Richard Pryor. All right. Don't know any of those. Okay. But nice. It's always good to have another another buddy yeah. in your room. Lenny's definitely the dominant one. And also probably going to die soon. <laughs> but you sure about that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's made it this far. I don't know anyone else's fish that's still alive. Oh, some have. I know some that, whose fish are still alive. And the, and the ones that I know whose fish died, uh, I know exactly what their what the cause of death was, and it's mainly they didn't dechlorinate the water. Dechlorinate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they can't live in chlorines and chloramines. It, how does the chlorine get in there? That's it's it's in the city water. Oh. Okay. Well, that's too bad. Rest in peace. That's why I didn't want to fish, because I knew it was probably going to die, and I didn't want to be responsible well, for it. Well, 
That's a respectable position. Wow, we had two listeners for a while and they're both gone. Nice. Our boring small talk led them astray. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know what happened to them. I'm probably going to skip probably soon They're probably they're... dead. That's probably what happened. I think they just got bored. Died of boredom? No, I think they just left and went and did something better. Like spike ball? <laughs> probably. I need to I need to pop out in the sun, man. I need to get a tan. <clears throat> Even though do. I'm sitting here in my dress pants. Why are you wearing that? I had an interview today. Yeah, with what? RHA? Yeah. So that was fun. RHA, whose fish also died? Uh okay. No comment. <laughs> I'm probably gonna pop out of here soon though. I, I need to go eat and then do some homework. All right. Every, ta- every week time I for the next this. segment of the show I have an interesting little a news segment you know the guy that played Barney sure well Didn't he like do some some questionable stuff he's now a tantric sex guru ah, okay isn't that hasn't he been Before, doing that for a while it's been a while this is old news but you know I thought let's bring it up now it's never too late he he said one time before I got into the Barney costume, I would pray and ask God to allow His loving divine spirit to flow through me through the costume and let the and let that draw the kids. <laughs> All right. That energy would allow would always draw them in. Joiner says children are more connected spiritually than adults. A lot of them, when I see infants and I'm out and about at the grocery store or whatever, they start staring at me. I make the joke. You know who I am. That's right. a little creepy. A little bit, yeah. But, oh well. That was 2004, man. That's I know. 14 years ago. So, some He only allows woman cli- clients, and many of them he meets on tw- Tinder. All right. Three, I, was, I feel like this guy's just pulling... $350. I think he's just pulling a, pulling a fast one on you. I don't think he, he legitimately... I think this is just for advertising for himself. And then uh, he does describe some stuff rather graphically here. He says, and I'm going to use his code terms, when the lingam and the yoni meet, there's a certain energy that takes place that hands on the body alone cannot create. And uh, I think you know what what uh, those terms mean. I'm going to be honest. I think he's just pulling the fat. I don't think he actually means any of that. I think he's just, just trying to trying to create controversy. I don't know. He's not the one that came out and announced this. People found him. Well, in that case, that's just, you know, sometimes you got to make money, right? Yeah, you know. It's just another way to make a make an honest living. Or how? How about, uh, the, how about the story of the Easter Bunny that hops into a fight on the streets of Orlando? Well, you know what? Good, clean fun. Was I'll it never a, tr- if it's a fair fight, it's a fair fight. I would never trust a man in an Easter Bunny costume. They're probably a furry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <that> was... <sighs> All right, well, I'm probably going to skedaddle. Yeah, he, he was wanted. He, he was actually He actually had a criminal record in two states. The no, guy. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not surprised. Let's just take a wild guess. What percent of Easter Bunny costume people have a criminal record? Very few. How about like a twenty percent? That is not very few. <laughs> Thirty. <laughs> oh, they're out there. You can, right, well, I'm you can never skedaddle. trust them. I'm going to go change. Wow. What? Nothing. Okay. I, I didn't say anything. Yeah, okay. You said nothing. All right. Well, I'm going to leave. All this right. I'm just going to shit on you for the rest of the time. That's fine. I probably deserve it. For the rest of the allotted I time. To, I need to get out of this tie. Have a good one. Maybe I'm going to bring in five new listeners. Yeah, it's probably better without me. You know, the weird thing is, when I first came in here, KUST was offline. No one was listening. 
Uh, there's like three people on there, counting who was logged in here, so two people really. I came on, we were, we talked for like 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden they're both gone. <laughs> Can't say I'm shocked. Alright, well I'm out. See ya. Laters. Laters, dude. You'll be back. Yeah, you will. He's, he has a weak mind. I can make him do my bidding. Six. All right. Yes. View at six. <laughs> what? What a sucker! What a weak mind, simpleton. You know, now I got the whole place to myself. It's gonna, this is gonna be ju just a blast. I'm gonna have so much fun here. What am I gonna do with myself now? Let's see here. Naked Florida man wanted for burglaries in Little League concession stand. Oh, well. That's one thing you can do with your time. People claim to see Jesus in flames engulfing Notre Dame Cathedral. It's heartbreaking video of Notre Dame today, shot from a drone. There's a gaping hole where the famous spire once stood, and the wooden beams that supported the roof of the eight centuries old building are gone. And this image is sending social media into overdrive. Some say it shows the figure of Christ in the midst of the flames. It was first spotted by a woman from Scotland. She posted, I have to Folks, take a close look at this pic, and what do you see? Soon, people all over the world were studying the photo and drawing inspiration. Well, Notre people Dame really jumped on the bandwagon there. It's a very vague-looking image really that o that you can really only see it once one person shows you. I never noticed that until people started pointing it out. She's one of those things. Here at the Cathedral of St. John the Divine in New York City, some of the most skilled craftsmen in the world are still at work following a fire that took place here in 2001. That's why the Cathedral is sometimes referred to as St. John the Unfinished. Architect Dan Allen is an expert in historic restoration. They're going to have to think like the original builders, uh, and they're going to have to build a building the likes of which has not been built in hundreds of years. And across France today, church bells toll to mark the 48 hours since the outbreak of the historic fire. <clears throat> interesting. Very interesting. I'm glad I found that. Twitter freaks. One Jeopardy caption. Alex Trebek tweets. That's a wrap. Ooh. Well, I'm not going to get into that. That looks just a little dark. That just looks like an entryway to a not fun conversation with myself on my new show, Point. <laughs> the Eastern Hellbender is voted Pennsylvania's official amphibian. Or a Hellraiser, am I right? Because he liked to raise a little hell. <laughs> Muskrat love. Detroit area Catholics allowed to eat rodent during Lent. Wow. Okay, so you're not allowed to eat meat on Fridays for Lent if you're Catholic. But fish doesn't count as meat. You're allowed to eat muskrat, meaning they're not counting it as meat. So, I mean, it's red meat, though. I, I have to assume. I'm about to do a Google search that I never thought I would have to do. Is muskrat... Red meat. It's dark red, fine grained, moist, and tender. Moist. And when properly prepared, is similar in flavor to roast pork. It is usually slow cooked in a broth 
and was a valuable food source to Native Americans. Interesting. Rescuers saved dog found swimming 135 miles off Thailand. Substitute teacher fired after bullets falls out of pocket in pre-K class. Oh. Man sues parents for destroying his $29,000 porn collection. Hey, I mean, come on. You gotta, you gotta have a ho- some kind of hobby. I mean, this may be a little weird hobby. But you know, so, some of that, uh, some of that porn, it's worth a lot. People collect vintage erotica and porn. Like, if, I bet if you could find the original Playboy, it's probably worth a pretty penny. That's a big magazine, or at least it was. Now people just get it online, at cheap, cheesy places. <laughs> Hungry and horny alligators are invading streets, homes, and pools in Florida. I mean, wasn't that always a thing? I mean, they've always been getting into people's pools and stuff. That's nothing new. Let's see. What? Don't like surprises. AI predicts who survives Game of Thrones. <laughs> Nothing against it. Three to be exact. Now, two are still good, but one's a baddie for the enemy. I watched a little bit of an episode once. It's good. Now, at the end of last season, we also saw Danny. I just don't have time to watch it. With her throne's rival, Jon Snow. But did I mention she's also his aunt? Ooh, that's gonna be really awkward once they figure it all out. You know nothing, Jon. All right, not gonna finish that. I'm afraid that there's gonna be spoilers that my viewers will not like. All right. Let's see here. Okay. Let's try to find some some news. The big news, but not try not to get too dark here. Ooh, Donald Trump and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey meet and talk social media. Oh, interesting. All right. President Trump and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey made on Twitter hours after the commander-in-chief accused the platform of censoring him and other Republicans. Great meeting this, great meeting this afternoon at at the White House with at Jack from at Twitter. Lots of subjects discussed regarding their platform and the world of social media in general, Trump tweeted, along with the photo taken inside the Oval Office. Look forward to keeping an open dialogue. Along the topics breached was Twitter's commitment to protecting the health of the public conversation ahead of the 2020 U.S. elections and efforts underway to respond to the opioid crisis, a company spokesperson said. Jack had a constructive meeting with the President of the United States today at the President's invitation. The meeting comes after Trump in a series of early morning treats repeated his gripes that Twitter was playing political games and discriminating against him and the GOP. 
In an internal Twitter email thread, Dorsey wrote that he believes conversation, not silence, bridges gaps and drives towards solutions, Motherboard reported. I have met with every world leader who has extended it, who has extended an invitation to me, and I believe the discussions have been productive and the outcomes meaningful, he wrote. The Twitter boss said he anticipated some of his staff wouldn't be happy about the meeting, but he, but wrote, in the end, I believe it's important to meet heads of state in order to listen, share our principles, and our ideas. The sit-down was expected to last 30 minutes, according to emails cited by the website. Trump hosted a gathering of tech titans at Trump Tower in 2016, but Dorsey wasn't invited. All right. I know. Uh, let's see. All right. Labor Party says Theresa May unwilling to offer key Brexit concessions. UK's biggest fishing trawler sa sails up Tim's in Brexit. Warning. Brexit latest news. Theresa May accuses Labor of dragging its feet in compromise. All right, which one is most interesting here? Let's do this one. Theresa May accuses Labour of dragging feet in Brexit talks. The Labour leader b blames the government for the deadlock, Je that being Jeremy Corbyn, says ministers must be prepared to com compromise more. Theresa May has accused Jeremy Corbyn and Labour of dragging their feet in cross-party Brexit negotiations. The Prime Minister voiced her frustration to the ministers at a cabinet meeting at which she said the talks had been difficult in some areas. Her chief complaint is the time the talks are talking since Miss May is desperate for a quick deal to avoid holding elections to the European Parliament on the 23rd of May. The talks began several weeks ago, but remained deadlocked, and after an 11-day break for Easter, they only resumed on the day MPs returned to Westminster after the recess. But after another three hours of talking between, led, between teams led by David Liddington for the government and Sir Keir Starmer for Labour, they broke down once again without a breakthrough. Earlier through an hour-long Brexit discussion in Cabinet, the Prime Minister gave her ministers an, an update on the talks with Labour, which are aimed at reaching a deal that can win the, the backing of MPs. The Prime Minister said discussions with Labour had been serious, but had also been difficult in some areas, such as the timetable for negotiations, said the PM's official spokesperson. Oh, whoops. Interesting, interesting. Uh, what else is going on? Ooh, what is this? What? So, what? Just continue to say. Pop-ups. Supreme Court appears likely to allow citizenship question 2020 census. Both the government and the challengers agree that adding the question would reduce the census response rate, especially in immigrant communities. All right. Supreme Court seemed willing Tuesday to, to let the Trump administration add a question about citizenship in the 2020 census form that goes to every U.S. household, despite claims from popular states that it would actually make the count less accurate. Both the government and the challengers agree that adding the question would reduce the census response rate, especially in immigrant communities, but the court's conservative majority seems to seems prepared to, to rule the Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, acting within the authority to act it, add it because no method is guaranteed to produce an accurate count. Okay. That was interesting. Wow, that is this news this news article is just I don't see where the news is in that. 
Texas woman receives gonorrhea diagnosis after rash erupts on hands body. Yeah. Saudi Arabia executes 37 people, crucifying one for terror-related crimes. Puppies in dumpster. Coachella woman who allegedly threw new seven newborn puppies into Southern California dumpster arrested. Oh yeah, if you if you do that, you deserve prison. Why would you Why would you throw puppies in a it just makes me mad. Like I thought, I thought it would be fun to read through some news stories. It's a nice little change of pace for the show. But no, it just makes me mad. I can't believe I did that. I, now I just ruined the day for myself. How interesting. Well... That's, I know what to do. I know what to do. What, what, what to do. Let's read some Elon Musk tweets. When you read double standard articles about Tesla, please ask why. Maybe there's a good reason that isn't obvious. Wait, no, I gotta do it in his voice. Reality is Tesla like most electric cars, is over 500% less likely to catch fire than combustion engine cars, which, ca- which carry massive amounts of highly flammable fuel. Why is this never mentioned? I'm not going to do that. Over a million combustion engine... <laughs> what? Oh, over a million combustion engine, it's right there in the name, cars f- catch, catch fire per year and thousands of deaths. But only one Tesla car fire with no injuries gets biggest headlines. Why the double standard? This is the real question. That's actually a good point. No, I'm not real keen on those stats right there. But assuming what he's saying is true, you know, our society, we tend to focus our news headlines on the big and in the... The, the ones that's going to get the most clicks, you know, and that's what the, the news are trying to do. They're trying to get more viewers, more clicks. And that's that's a problem. And, you know, the, the idea goes with that Easter Bunny thing I was talking about earlier. I'm going to call it the Easter Bunny effect just because. But, uh, you know, obviously 99.9% of Easter Bunnies are fine. But it's just that 0.01% uh, of people in Easter Bunny costumes that are causing the problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Look at that Tesla. That's just sexy. <clears throat> wow. Beautiful. Oh, look at that. Elon twe- tweeted the original moth meme. Interesting. Wake up, sheeple. Signed, the sheep. What? Wake up, sheeple. Signed, the sheep. Ooh. Finally, a little. Finally, uh, some clarification from one of his tweets. My Twitter is pretty much complete nonsense at this point. That's true. I agree. And so people replied with, that just means you're using Twitter the right way. My name is Jeff. Someone replied, I agree with this. My name is Jeff. My name is also Jeff. My name is Bob. My name is Vijana. It's literally not. Can I just say, my name is also Jeff. Can we get an Amen. Twitter is just the worst. Can I get an amen for that? Twitter is just the worst. Oh, here. Hold on a second. 
Hold on. I just re recalled something here. Um, you're also the chairman of Solar City, um, building out a, a network of solar panels and solar systems. And I can see why solar can make sense in a place like California, where it's sunny all the time, homes are big, a lot of roof space, you can lay out all the solar panels. But in a place like Hong Kong, you know, densely packed, vertical cities, how can solar make sense here? Yeah, I think um, it's true that in dense cities, um, rooftop solar is, is not going to solve the, the energy uh, need. Um, but what you can do is have ground mount solar power, let's say uh, near Hong Kong, uh, tapping into the existing power lines that, that, are, that are coming in. Um, and uh, so you can supply Hong Kong with solar power, we just need to be coming from um, a land area um, that's not too far away. Um, and I mean, it's worth noting, certainly, uh, you know, China has actually an enormous land mm. area, much mm. of which is hardly occupied at all. Mm. Um, with, given that the Chinese population is so concentrated along the coast, once you go inland, it, the, the population in some cases is remarkably tiny. Mm. Um, so you could easily power all of China uh, with solar. Mm. All of China with well, solar? Easily, yeah. Yeah, no, no, easy. The world's most populous country. Yep, definitely. Wow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Renewables are the future. I don't want autoplay. Okay, so let's see. That reminds me of a recent uh, post that I saw. Hold on. recent that I saw. Hold on. Hold on a second. All right. Let's see. Who was it that posted it? Who was it? Let's see. Who was it that posted it? Was it this person? I saw it somewhere. Here? Okay, um, written. Yeah, that's it. The UK passes 1,000 hours without coal as energy shift accelerates. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. That's really exciting. I think I saw. I don't. I don't remember where I saw it. It was on some British page. That by like 2025, they're gonna be. They're gonna have. They're gonna not need their coal plants anymore. It should say it somewhere here. That's important. Let's see. All right, so the UK electricity in 2017 mostly came from gas, nuclear, and renewables. And this is in generation terawatt hours. And gas was definitely the number one. Next was nuclear, which there's a lot of nuclear use in Europe. In America as well. But Europe has really made a strong shift over to nuclear over other non-renewables. Um, then next, by, by winds and solar, which is just right up close to nuclear, then bioenergy, then coal, then imports, and then hydro and other. There's a real shift coming. It's, it's coming. It is indeed coming. Sorry. Hold on. Let's see if I can find that video. 
there will be fewer and fewer jobs that a robot cannot do better. What to do about mass unemployment? This is going to be a massive social challenge. Um, and I think ultimately we will have to have some kind of universal basic income. I don't think we're going to have a choice. Universal basic income. Universal basic income. I think it's going to be necessary. So it's mean that unemployed people will be paid across the globe. Yeah. Because there is no job. Machine robots is taking over. Um, that, that's simply the, the and I want to be clear that these, these are not uh, things that I think that I wish would happen. These are think, simply things that I think probably will happen. Um, and since, and if, they, if, if my assessment is correct and they probably will happen, then we need to say what are we going to do about it? And I think some kind of a universal basic income is going to be necessary. Um, now, the output, the output of goods and services will be extremely high. Um, so with automation, um, there will, they will come abundance. Um, there will be, uh, almost everything will get very cheap. Um, the, uh, it's, so it's, uh, I think the, the bigger, I think we'll just end up doing uh, universal basic income, it's gonna be necessary. Um, the, the, the harder challenge, much harder challenge is how do people then have meaning? Like a lot of people, they derive their meaning from their employment. So if you don't have, if, if you're not needed, if there's not a need for your labor, how do you, what's the meaning? Do you, do you have meaning? Do you feel useless? These are much, that's a much harder problem to deal with. Interesting point he brings up. Um, eventually, some form of it probably will be necessary. I don't know if we're to that point yet. Maybe, maybe not. But automation will take more and more jobs. They're already starting to do self-driving semi-trucks, self-driving cars. Jobs are getting jobs that we've already lost a ton of jobs to automation. Like. Pe people that just, like, for example, the Amazon Fulfillment Centers, where a lot of those jobs are just going to be robots. There's already a lot of them working there. But it's going to be more. We're just, it's just the tip of the iceberg here. We've got some, we've got some robots that do some pretty amazing stuff. And it's, it's an interesting point what he brings up is how will people get meaning and obviously there's going to be some jobs that just can't be replaced by electronics like I mean a surgeon probably could be but it's a lot of different doctors I wouldn't want a robot take replacing because there's certain like for example a bedside manner I don't think you're ever going to get the type of connection you can form with a human. I don't think that is ever really going to truly form to the same extent with a robot because you're always going to look at the... And they're always just going to look like a mechanical thing. They're all... Yeah. It's like... I mean, I enjoy Alexa. I enjoy Google Home. But I don't have a strong connection with them in the same way I'll form a connection with a human. Because to me, when I look at them, I just see something that helps me, something that helps me with a problem, like a music or whatever. You want to ask her a question, search, look something up, ask what definition, whatever, whatever it is. Something to solve a problem, but it's not going to replace humans completely. So as I said, doctors are one thing that's probably not going to get replaced, or at least not fully at all. Um, some some definitely could be. Although I think, I will say that doctors being replaced will be farther down the line than other things like... Uh, for example, Uber's already started with their self-driving cars. It was up to a rough, to a rough start, you know, because I mean there were some people that 
almost Look got to hit. Rough, to a rough start. Uh, the, I, the AI wasn't I mean, was optimized. People uh, had to duck. But you know, I mean a lot. A lot of the things in the, I mean this. But, you know, oh, call centers. That's another thing. I mean, we've already got amazing uh, AI for that. Where it, it, it sounds very similar to a person. Sometimes I'll pick up the phone, and it's just some scam thing. It sounds like a person, it's at, but it's definitely not. I'll pick up the phone. It's amazing. Some scam thing. It sounds like a person, but it's definitely not. It's amazing. Our technology has come far, very far. And is universal basic income the solution? It very well may be. And is universal basic income um, But there are certain problems that need to be taken into account when you do this because, for example, one thing that a lot of people bring up is, uh, is it just going to incentivize people to just not work, just take the thousand bucks a month, as people like Andrew Yang suggest, with the freedom dividend, and just live off. I mean, you're, it's it's not it's not supposed to to be your only income. It's supposed to supplement something. It's supposed to just help you out. You get that extra little bit of money to put towards whatever you want. You you could save it. You could spend it. Do whatever. But however you spend it, it's gonna get back into the economy. It's gonna help help you out. I mean, Alaska's already implemented a form of it um, their, with their oil money. Um, and there, there are some definite benefits to it, as well as some potential concerns that need to be accounted for. I mean, rega- regardless... I'm not. I'm not really taking a side here. I'm not going to go for or against here. But I will say that no, ma- no matter which one, no matter which one is the right answer, it's it's going to happen at some point. It's it's coming. We better be ready for it. We better know. We better figure out how we're going to do this. Because the robots are coming. We've got robots that do some pretty amazing stuff. You can just abuse them and push them over on stuff, and they'll get right back up. Do what? Hit them around a bunch, and they're just unscathed. Do what? Hit them around a bunch. Really, really pretty amazing. I find. Really, pretty amazing. What? Interesting, interesting. All right. Interesting, interesting. All right. So a while ago, I posted a video. (laughs) I posted a video called How to Talk Minnesotan on my YouTube channel. It recently, it eventually got 42,000 views. And... A whole bunch of comments, and now I'm just, now I I don't even I don't even read the comments anymore, because <laughs> there's just so many, and they're getting weird. And typical internet, people are fighting with each other. But uh, you, if you want to check that out, go do it. Check out how to talk Minnesota. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> On the Chris Wright Variety Show. Glad you did. Huh. On the Chris Wright Variety Show. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see here. Where is it? Is this it? somewhere here. 
Okay, it's somewhere here. It's somewhere here, I bet. Okay. How about if I just did... I just did. Let's see, would that be the one? Why is no one giving me waves? That's oh, I'm not doing that. Why is no one giving me waves? That's I'm not doing that. Why is no one giving me There we go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, most people don't realize that the uh, origin of the word meme is the, uh, I believe, 1976 book by Richard Dawkins, The Selfish Gene, uh, in which he coined the the word uh, meme. That uh, idea is probably like genes, uh, based on uh, sort of like a survival of the fittest paradigm. Only the strongest memes survive. My wife left her purse on a. That makes me laugh. Makes me laugh. That makes me laugh. I think I've heard enough of him for one episode. Or for the rest of the episodes. Who knows? Oh, look, I got some more viewers. Oh, yeah. I drew in more people. Having fun there, guys? I don't know who you are, but I bet you are. Having fun there, guys? I bet you are. All right, so let me see how long have I been going. I've been going 52 minutes. And I think that's gonna that's that's about it for the, for the episode today. This has been Chris Wright on Point Counterpoint. You're listening to KUST University of St. Thomas. Campus Chris Wright on Radio. Bye bye, bitches. <laughs> Peace out. It's been lit, fam. Namaste. Peace out. It's been lit, fam.